0: This is Beyond Mentorship with Dr. Nimrod Mbele, a show that matches business mentees with exceptional mentors to provide the skills and knowledge to navigate the entrepreneurial journey. Beyond Mentorship is brought to you with the compliments of Plus94 research, the science of decision making.
1: Every good evening to you and welcome to Beyond uh, Mentorship. My name is Nemrutambela. I am delighted to once again share this space and time with you, as we continue to co-create some of the you know solutions that bedeals the journeys that face pretty much most of us who are in business. Whether you whether you know you, there are issues around access to capital, access to market, or product and services, these are some of the daily grind, if you like, <coughs> daily grind of entrepreneurs. Um, But the reality is that you're not alone. There are a lot of people that are are in the same boat. Uh, This this particular show, if you like, seeks to really try and make a difference by making sure that all the gaps that have been identified in the the entrepreneurship journey are being closed. And we all know that there are several, (coughs) a bigger button, there are several uh, government uh, and private sector initiatives that are meant to have small businesses not only to survive, but to thrive. Fundamentally, we owe to ourselves to exploit those, those particular opportunities and by making sure that business becomes successful here at home uh, and elsewhere. If you're really hungry for business, to develop the wealth. This is your show. Stay tuned in, and amass as much information as possible by way of uh, getting, to, getting to grasp with some of the issues that you are involved in, whether you are not T-shirt design business, whether you are pursuing tutoring in mathematics and science, whether you want to focus on baking or fixing bicycles or doing jewelry, ice cream manufacturing, you want to do upholstery furniture or car seats and whatever you. This show is actually meant for you. For we bring you seasoned in executives who give you those kinds of insights so that you avoid any challenges uh, that that typically will bring you down. Uh, the emphasis on this show, if you like, is really to make you, a business, a business person, really understand your product and services. You really have to understand, you know, in depth, your own competitors. You have to understand um, what is a unique selling proposition. You really have to understand your market. You have to understand your pricing model. As an entrepreneur, these are some of the basic aspects. Of your business, that you need to that, that we can help you to master. On a start of business, obviously there are key fundamental questions that, that you have to really answer yourself. Whether you're a startup uh, business or you're already in an existing business, the idea from our side, from my p- from my point of view, as a matter of fact, w- I really want to see you succeed. You know, from a business point of view, there's obviously a, a horse and a jockey. You as a business person, you are a, a horse. You are a jockey who needs to be ready, but obviously being ready is something that requires a lot of work. Anyway, moving on safely, I would like to express my gratitude to 91.9 FM as well as High FM um, management to, you know, to agree to collaborate on this show as it promises to make a significant differences in, kind of in, in, my in cultivating the joining uh, of small businesses in our communities. Secondly, a word of thanks to the draft to the afternoon draft team under the leadership of michael mckenna and finally a word of thanks to uh, greg as well as harry who are the pro- who's the producer of the show if you miss any of our show last week not to worry simply go to our website um, if i'm sure that we you would, would have views that you want to share with us our sms line is 34519 the telegram is 061895 one zero nine five, and your views and thoughts are most welcome via my Twitter handle, which is at Dr. Mbele. Uh, moving on swiftly, tonight I'm privileged uh, to be joined by a seasoned executive uh, by the name of Zitatube, who is the, who's the, who's the former acting CEO at the Black Management Forum as well as <coughs> – and he's currently the CEO at Zgortha and Associates. The thrust of our conversation it's centered around how to manage the glitches and booby traps, which every single business or every single person, irrespective of where they are in a the business, they go through. It is important that you stay tuned so that you get your you get insights, observations on some of the on the key uh, lessons that he had learned and and stuff that he wants to impart to you. Uh, once again, I, w- I, I welcome your thoughts and your views on this particular issue. Our email line is 2449. the telegram is 061895. And your thoughts and views via my Twitter handle, which is at Mbe- Dr Mbele. I, s- I believe that Zita is ready to join us. Um, if, if he hasn't really been ready, then let's we're going to quickly take a break and come back in a second.
0: This is Beyond Mentorship with Dr. Nimrod Mbele is brought to you with the compliments of Plus94 Research, the science of decision-making.
1: Welcome back. This is Beyond Mentorship. My name is Nimrod Mbele. I'm joined by um, uh, Zita Jube, who is the CEO at Zikota and Associate. The thrust of our conversation is really about uh, illuminating or bringing to light some of the glitches and booby traps which businesses uh, often experience. Without of, without shadow sure of doubt, this is certainly something that you need to be glued to and uh, get 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 a perspective from him. Uh, without any waste of time, let's take this opportunity to, to welcome Zita, whom I believe despite the glitches of the technology has joined us. Uh, good evening, Zita, and welcome to Beyond Mentorship.
2: Good evening, good evening, good evening, Dr. Aperle.
1: How are you my brother i'm fine man i'm fine no thank you very much for coming for coming through <clears throat> um you know obviously as as i've laid the the pretty much the uh, the basis for our conversation on how to better support up and coming and already existing business folks um, a person of your stature certainly have scars to prove uh, that you know it is worth is this worth it to pursue, uh, you know, business as a priority? But before you get to that particular part, I, somebody who's listened to us th- for, the, for the very first time would want to know, who is Zeta? Take, can you take us through your journey as an entrepreneur who's running a, a successful business uh, consulting firm?
2: Okay. Look, I had an early influence by professionals. In, in a little town called Harankua, north of Pretoria. I have a dual allegiance with my maternal side being in Pretoria and uh, my paternal side being in, in Johannesburg. So I got an, an influence in my life from professionals and generally in the PWV area, uh, as we used to call Houten then. Um, my formative years were with um, a, a factory in Rosslyn. Where I came in first as, um, as a, um, an HR practitioner, but then I, I then switched to accounting studies after my brief um, encounter with the University of the North at the time, but I continued my studies through UNISA, that's where I completed my first degree, which is a BCOM. And um, I then joined a company called Asia Electric. But I spent more time at, um, at South African breweries. I spent seven years as financial accountant. I started as a as an admin accountant, but later as a financial accountant. So then I moved to a little a company called uh, Ginsberg, & Cousins in in Centon uh, as financial manager. Uh, the the business of the company was about um, uh, uh, provident funds and uh, generally employee benefits. <clears throat> so the ins and outs thereof, the, the tanki- taking in of uh, uh, deductions from employees and also uh, uh, d- their benefits at the end of the, the their, their period in, in, in the scheme. So um, then I started my little company called ZD Group. That's where the ZD Group investments. I focused a lot on guys in, you know, in private practice in the health market. You would think of uh, medical practitioners, your dentists, your optometrists, your pharmacists. Those are the guys that I took into my fold. And I did the usual tax and accounting, actually com- com- compliance, statutory compliance for them uh, involving tax and accounting. And I also dabbled in um, financial services. Uh, I would ensure that they were fully covered so it had to go with the professional provident society and your other big guys in the market your liberties and all those type of guys and I grew with these guys from building their small businesses and venturing into other investments a group of them would, uh, would approach me and say look uh, we want to look at other things beyond uh, the medical field and I'll go out there and get uh, these type of opportunities for them. But then, I one of my clients was a big um, uh, 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 platinum uh, uh, player in the northwest. He they had gotten into big contracts with with with, with uh, your, your Anglo, and they and I helped them do the first transaction, which was about 435 million rand. So I came in there as a part of a transaction uh, advisory uh, 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 team, but later they were looking for a financial, they were looking for a CFO. So they called me, they said, look, do you have any, do you, do you want to come and work for us? I said, fine, I can come and work for you. And it, it went on for about four years. And um, there were um, governance issues, and I decided to go back into practice. So that's when I came back to, to Johannesburg and um, along the way I s- had a stint with uh, the Black Business Council. I came in as uh, an executive for finance at Edmund and later acted as, as, um, uh, as CEO. Um, I'm still running, I'm still part of the four um, business portfolios committees at, 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 at the BBC. That is ICT, Infrastructure, Mining and, and Finance. So I interact with, 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 um, with, with, with SMMEs and uh, businessmen in general.
1: Absolutely, so, absolutely. Now, if, uh, if I could just quickly interject there, you've created yeah. a very interesting platform which definitely serves the purpose of our conversation tonight because we want to impart as much knowledge as possible from a person such as yourself having worked in different industries and having understood what makes those particular industries work i mean you've spoken uh, you've you made reference to health in uh, health environment you've made re- reference to mining uh, environment so there are obviously these are big uh, markets if you like and which create a number of would be businesses so let's just take a break or will come back in a second because i want us to really get our teeth slightly more on, on what are some of the issues that businesses or would-be businesses that want to enter those particular markets, whether it's in health or, or um, mining sector, as, as, as it were. Let's take a break. We'll come back in a second.
0: This is Beyond Mentorship with Dr. Nimrod Mbele. is brought to you with the compliments of Plus94 Research, the science of decision-making.
1: Welcome. Welcome back to it. This is Nimrod Kimbella. We are joined by Zita Duba, who is a CEO and a founder of Zikorta and associate. And before we took that break, Zito gave us a very interesting uh, uh, trajectory of his life uh, in in different business spaces. Um, but perhaps maybe let a step back, Zito. And um, this show is predominantly about promoting small businesses. And and a typical question would be what would you say why, why in fact let me put it this way why small businesses in south africa fail uh com- and how does it compare how does how does this failure rate compared to countries such as brazil and india
2: i think we see all these all these problems everywhere every time and um i think we should have taken entrepreneurship and put it at a higher level at, at inception what what i mean at inception, inception i mean when we when we got our, our democratic dispensation in 1994 i don't think enough uh, was done to promote entrepreneurship so we we the previously disadvantaged groups have been on the on the back foot they've been having problems with um, joining the rest of the, of the, of the, of the teams in the, in the, in the flow of things in, in business. So, um, basic things like, uh, managing your own business, having, having, having a good control on your working capital, that is your bank, your debtors, your, your, your creditors, and your stock. Business revolves around those type of things. And, uh, I think uh, more attention should have been put there and also to, um, to, um to create a a thinking towards um the bigger picture the bigger picture being economic growth um t- involving and teaching people as to what their businesses translate to the 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 the, 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 the GDP formula which is C plus I plus uh, uh C and, and and G
1: you know so to just break it down to a a a person who is listening to the show, uh, because I mean, obviously the language is like a bit high. Because in this show we have a combination of people that are obviously uh, who are already at your level, and others are pretty much starting. Uh, let me put this question differently. Access to capital is one issue. Am I correct? It okay. is a big issue. Okay, and access to market is another big issue. Am I correct? Yes. And access access to um, technical resources. It's quite. It's, it's another big issue. Yeah. Let's uh, let's unpack each of these variables that I've just uh, put forward. Um, I mean, for for you to have a a successful business, you need access to the market, which is probably one of the biggest challenge. What sort of advice would you give to somebody who who has already st- who is already in business and struggling? to penetrate the market, uh, for, uh, for to, to expand for an example. Typically mm. when you advise a, a young a small business that has that is experiencing serious challenges in terms of putting the market, their products to a wider market, because they are obviously gatekeepers everywhere you go. What yeah. sort of advice would you give to that person who is listening to the show and say, look, I want to take this product to market? And I'm struggling to you know to 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 penetrate
2: I think the first thing when one puts a product into the market out there a bit of research should have been conducted before one introduces that type of uh, product into the market there would be issues such as competition in the market which means you know you're, you're not the only one that's selling that that, 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 that project get that, that product um, find out as to if you bring a product into the market what what market share you're gonna have in in, the, in in that in that instance so um you you need to go out and find out as to why a company x hasn't grown it's it's uh it's it's its market base from from save four percent of the market of the market to say about ten percent there should be there should be secondary data out there to, for you to exploit first you don't have to to start a um, uh a, a research from from scratch so what i'm trying to say is you need to know exactly whether your your your, your what to call it your, your 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 product will have a chance to to, to 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 uh to succeed in the market as i as i said uh, you, you even the the, uh, the the finance houses they would look at the the three types of risks your the type of risk your entrepreneurial risk, your finance, financial risk and your business risk. Business risk is all about what your your your, your, uh, your, your product stands, the chance it stands in the market out to, there to, to to give you uh, um, milestones than you, you, you you're looking at.
1: Interesting observation, uh, indeed. Yeah. So you say, you are saying uh, you, you you are basically emphasizing the importance of research. So if you've got a product, say you want to print, you want to print uh, uh, t-shirts. Yeah. So uh, you you know you know, you're in that particular space. You need to go and do a thousand research as to what is the competition like, what mm-hmm. so, what 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 sort of margin are you likely to make, mm-hmm. um, what is your unique selling proposition? Because everybody, what will make your t-shirts um, your brand your design stands out um and and once you answer those particular questions it is relatively easier as you're putting it even for the half for, 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 even for the finance houses houses to look at your entire bouquet to say well at least from a risk point of view um the financial risk is pretty much uh, there but manageable but the other business risk you have sort of attended to them because. You know exactly based on the research that you've done that you 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 this is this, this particular product you're talking about in this particular instance i made a, a an example about printing of the t-shirts so so yeah. that is important for you
2: That that is quite important you see um all that i've addressed earlier is is what the um a, a, a new guy in the market will will, will will face but now let's venture into an established business established business where you we, we have the same uh, product like say printing of shirts mm-hmm. but then you 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 have a bit of money and then you buy into an existing uh, uh, a business that's that does that, that so your your banker your your your, your dfi uh, 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 your development finance institution institu- institution will look at the historical performance of that type of business and they will then Base their argument on on the paperwork that they see they look at a number of issues as to whether this product this business is is bankable
1: okay take us through that because that's quite that's another uh, aspect that uh, the listener who is who's who's keen in pursuing a business what what do you mean by a bankable product
2: bankable, bankable product means that, uh, the a, a particular bank a particular finance institution is happy to, to to finance that look business well smart business people don't don't fund the, 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 the their, their businesses from from their pockets because equity is much more expensive than than any other form of, of finance so you would like to go into the bank out there and say look I want to buy a stake in this company or, or just uh, buy out this ownership in this company and then run with it Um like i said your bank would look at the success of that type of business They ask they'll ask you they'll they'll, they'll look at things like if, if you're the real person to run this type of business that will be your entrepreneurial risk they look at, at the other things like you bring into the into the business like you bring other partners they look at them as as to whether they, these people would be able to run 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 this business, because the bank is using other people's money to, to 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 invest into your into your into your business, so they must make sure that they must ensure that their business doesn't fall into 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 the ledge.
1: What you were saying, if I if I captured uh, correctly, for for um for a, for for your business to be successful. The one of the issues that bank looks at is the entrepreneurial risk, which means yeah. they look at the profile of people that you're bringing in. They are exactly. interested in, in the interested in technical capabilities of the people that you bring them. They're bringing in to to to, to really make sure that the product um, is is a success, if you like. Because in this particular space, you need to demonstrate beyond reasonable doubt that. If I bring, uh, if I bring, I'm in studio here, I can bring uh, Craig as an example, or bring Harry as an example. Uh, so these, t- these two individuals needs to, their profiles, their skills and competen- competen- competencies, need to uh, meet or match the product that you're looking for. From that point, the banker would say, um, the entrepreneurial risk is low because the people who you've brought in here meet the requirements of the product to be developed am i correct you're correct you're dead
2: correct the other type of risk that we're looking at is uh, what we call finance finance risk né? they would look at what you bring into the into the into the equation as as you you as the applicant they look at uh, that some some sort of a, a, a debt ratio that you bring bringing into the into the business uh they'll be bringing debt uh, that that you will be have to to, to pay off over a certain period, and they look at equity. What do you bring into the that that will be called sweat capital, because once once someone brings money into the business, it shows that he's serious about this about the thing. Like, like I said earlier on, equity is most expensive in in in, a form, in any form of business, and they look at uh, things like how the business is is is, is geared as to. Equity versus versus your 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 debt debt debt, debt uh, capital. Lastly, they use they use they look at business risk. As I earlier said, I think we discussed this one. They look at the competition and whether the business will, will, will survive over the over the over the months and years that that's been projected to. Business is all about longe- longevity. You don't look at a business be, just in, in the short or medium term. It's long term. It's on a long term basis.
1: I think the last point is quite key because people who go into business obviously have look at um, obviously look at the returns and returns in any business take time you know you you just go you don't go into business this year and and tomorrow you want to cash in so you have to look at uh, um, a reasonable period Uh, what sort of reasonable period one should look at and and because I'm raising this question at the back of high failure rate of businesses Uh, what is that what is it that small businesses failed to understand from that particular end, so that we're able to correct um, that particular gap that exists someone who's listened to the show now said look this has been my problem how do I address this particular gap
2: once you get into into business uh, earlier I spoke about bankability, right Bankability is all about making a solid uh, balance sheet it is your 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 balance sheet must be very strong so that other bankers other would be buyers of your business in a long run see it as a very 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 solid asset that you want to acquire right. there, there, there would be other uh, types of uh, concerns like if your product would be disrupted now disruption means uh, another another product coming into the market that will disrupt your your, your 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 product and your product then becomes obsolete it doesn't it doesn't get sold over and over again over the years it's not it's not uh something that that uh consumers would come and do repeat repeat uh, purchases over a longer period that's another type of risk that these guys are looking at
1: okay um, maybe maybe to take our conversations slightly further um yeah one of the issues that uh, any business should look at whether you're starting or you've already started is the notion yeah. of, of scalability yeah. how, how how far can you take your business because any potential partner or any potential funder would be interested in how scalable is your business take us through that particular issue because that would that begins to whet the appetite of a would-be funder
2: that, that is quite crucial. And as I said, I think I mentioned uh, a while ago about um, the four scenarios of a business. Uh, the first would be a business that's doing well. The, other, the, the second one would be the business, a business that's underperforming and a business that's facing financial distress. And the last one would be a business in, in a crisis. Now, you spoke about scalability. Let's talk about the first one, a business that's, that's doing very well. As I said, if it's doing very well, you then look at expansion, you're supplying this market over here of about, say, um, uh, you're supplying bread in, in one sebum, and uh, you can't say you're just satisfied about, about uh, supplying that, that type of uh, uh, a, a quantity or volume for, for, the, for, for that type of sebum. You then look at other things like, how do, I, how do I then expand? You find that you have this big factory and then it, it's, it's working below its capacity. Uh, we speak of, of, of uh, a, a thing called um, economies of scale. You find that you're producing only at, at 40 per, 40% capacity instead of knocking it off at least at about uh, 80% or so. Now, you, 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 you need to expand. How do you then expand? You look at, you look at, um, at, 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 at demand. You you, you you look at demand and find out as to who else would buy your product beyond what who you supply now you look at uh, neighboring neighboring setups and say look uh, I think i got uh, there's a there's an opportunity for me to supply also this other setup and that other one over there and that other one over there so it now come, it comes becomes to it comes to 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 um, to what we call a, a numbers game you say fine uh, you do your 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 your, your little study as to how many more uh, uh, b- 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 bread rolls or, or or any type of product that you, you, you you're producing how many can you still produce over and above your, your your market and see if you could attract the other satisfy the other market on the other side so scalability is quite important you cannot only say i'm satisfied with uh, with, with with producing for, for for 60 households it should go beyond that
1: coming back to 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 the importance of data which means you need to be you know if you want to scale your your products beyond your immediate community or beyond where you are at now you need to have a very strong data that would tell the reader that will tell the banker that will tell a, a would be sponsor that the numbers make sense for you to expand because you can't just you cannot just expand without you being backed up by 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 research without being backed up by by data, so you are saying to us it is important. If you're looking at business, if you want to scale up your small business, look at data. Look at what it means if you were to roll out your project, if you were to occupy another factory because you're currently operating at the uh, you know or currently operating below below capacity. Uh, maybe invest in other mach- machinery so that you you're able to produce. Um, yeah. for, for, for a neighboring community or so on right. and so forth. But mm-hmm. you are saying to us That's it's it. important that research backs you up.
2: Yes, exactly. I wanted to give you one example here. I treated a, I had a, an example a few years ago. This guy, this business was producing uh, meat for a certain chain store, for, for certain chain stores. But then he had been so attractive to other other chain stores in, the, in, the, in that shoot as well. Because these guys said, look, we're getting supply from this oak. Uh, go and see what he does. And uh, you will like what he's doing. And he was approached by about uh, six other outlets in the same chain. All that this guy wanted needed was to, to, to then expand so, that to, so, so as to, to be able to, to, to meet the demand as such. He approached the bank and says, look, this is what I need to do. I don't have money to expand but here is the the demand here are the numbers here are take agreements and the bank then had no other option but to finance that that guy so he had to get more uh, uh, capital equipment for for that for that ex- type of expansion and for him to to meet the demand that's one example that i can i can i can talk about
1: great stuff indeed and we're going to take a break. You'll come back in a second just to provide the listener with more substantive um, examples on, on how to mitigate some of the risks which entrepreneurs experience along the way.
0: This is Beyond Mentorship with Dr. Nimrod Mbele is brought to you with the compliments of Plus 94 Research, the science of decision-making.
1: Welcome back to it. My name is Nimrod. Uh, I'm joined by Zita Dube, who is the CEO at Zico Author and Associate. Uh, Zita here is unpacking some of the critical things that you, as an entrepreneur, need to look at to address some of the your, your, your your business needs. Before, we, before we, we took that break, one of the issues that was at hand was a notion of scalability how wide, how big can your business expand and on what basis can you you, on what basis can your business um, expand and basically he says, he put it to us that it's important that your expansion has to be born out of data which means there has to be empirical research that justify expansion because without empirical data that Justify expansion, you are likely to lose your money. So, it is very important for you when you want to expand your business, look at data, find someone who will help you, um, you know, make sense of the data, whether it, it makes sense or not in, in the short term, in the long term, and so on and so forth. So, the other issue, uh, Zita, as you come back, for you as a business person, the third thing that in my mind, that that needs to be looked into is the all point of social impact. You go into business to address a specific challenge. Surely, in an environment where there are wh- where your business addresses social social uh, issue, whether it's security, whether it's uh, physical security, whether it's food security, um, and so on and so forth. So, those are some of the issues that quite that 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 speaks to a demand because. That's how business thrive in any case, because you don't just go to business from a supply point of view. You have to look at business from demand. So you have to look how many people are likely to buy this thing. Is there a big need for this business? If there's a big need, how do you know there's a big need? These are some of the basic questions which anybody needs to ask themselves so that they could have a better conversation or better clarity in convincing the next person to fund them or to partner with them in a business enterprise your thought on that
2: look um, as you said business is is, is demand driven you, you you can't just the biggest the biggest problem of uh, of any type of business that is that is that is, more especially retail is your is your stock is your is your is your inventory you cannot keep on producing when there's no there's no sale at the end of the day so as i said it's demanded demand driven and um, if we look at at at, at, at um, financiers that would be interested in your business. Your, your venture capitalists, these are the type of guys that are sitting with piles and piles of cash and looking at, at opportunities. If they see an opportunity in a, in a company that's actually a, a startup, they'll go, in, they'll go in there and tell the guy, look, we, we, we believe in your product, we believe in your business. But the, the, the downside thereof is that these venture capitalists, in most cases, Will then um, get a share of the business at a far lesser price than what the, the business would be would be, would be valued in say, six to eight months or even beyond that. You see, that is the downside of, of a:
1: We seems to have lost um, Zita. Uh, we'll definitely come back to him in just a second. Now. Yeah: Our line is a bit cracky there. Um, Zita, are you still there? yes i'm still here oh thank you um for some for for, for a minute there the line just get cracky. just repeat that oh, point you okay. said the venture capitalists obviously when they when they obviously fund they like to um get get shares from your business and and yeah. proceed yes they they
2: they they would take a a, a share I'll, I'll just give you an example they'll they'll buy equity they'll buy into this type of business let's say one rand a share when in fact the business the, bu- the business the business later in 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 say 12 18 months the share thereof would be <laughs> worth five rand. so because at the inception the 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 uh, the businessman is is quite vulnerable he'll take any offer that that'll give his business traction so he'll be he'll be he'll be lured in this type of uh, um, uh, 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 transactions and take over, take on these venture capitalists, who would then have this um, uh, leeway of, of buying that share at a very lower price than what it would be worth in in less than uh, a, 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 a longer term.
1: this is the, you there? Yeah, no. This is a very this is a very useful point, uh, Zita, because most people are not aware of, um I suppose, who to go to bed with look of a better word, so yeah. so the banks, the venture capitalists, um, and angel investors. So, from yeah. the way you're sitting, how would you advise a would-be entrepreneur who's listening to the show now that um, my business is, is already uh, in in a production stage, and I need access to capital, and these are institutions that are likely to. Um, Lend the money, or who are likely to invest in the money, at the back of the shares they, they take the value of the shares. Obviously, they almost devalue the share. But what sort of advice can you give to a person, and how is it different from getting funding from state organs? Yeah, let's let,
2: let's let's talk about the venture capitalists first, né? Um, if 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 the businessman can get to a venture capitalist and and uh, say convince them to convert that uh, funding into just a loan so that they come into terms as to when the the payback period of the the loan is. Maybe it's over 60 months or some sort of thing like that. Then this guy, the the businessman would know from scratch that he's facing this type of uh, uh, loan capital from this guy. This guy doesn't own any part of his business. He's just a creditor. A long term, it's a long, long term debt for him. But as I said, there would be times when the venture capitalist sees value in this company and says, look, I'd rather uh, do a mixed sort of uh, transaction here, debt and equity. That is where the problem is. But um, the, the other group would be your, 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 your private equity, guys. Now, with private equity, there'll be, there'll, be, there'll be these companies that have already been existing in the market out there, but they will want to expand. Now the new way of do, doing things here is they would approach a private equity company and say, look, um, can you identify uh, 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 investors for us? The guys that will come in into this fold and invest for about six or seven years, depending on how this deal is structured, and then they, they, in, with, with that type of money, they will then reach the, the the market as they, their demand as they as as they proposed in their expansion expansionary uh, path, and. Uh, uh, beyond six or seven years, then they exit. There's a, always an exit plan in that regard. With that, I think you mentioned the DFRs. Uh, yeah, the DFRs got that. yeah. Yeah, development finance institutions. They differ from one to another. Uh, other people, other DFRs would, would, would fund uh, uh, startups, but others would, wouldn't find startups. They will say, uh, bring in your, your, your sweat capital. So it depends on we, we, which one you you you, you 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 speak into but still the business must be bankable they must they must they, they, they will satisfy themselves that the, the business is bankable. they won't just fund anything any business that's 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 scary to them.
1: all of just saying it doesn't really matter where you get your money the fundamental of business needs to be intact. We yeah. talk about the bank, it has to be, the bankability aspect needs to be taken into account. It has to be scalable. It has to have a, a social impact. So it doesn't matter where you get your money from a venture capitalist, you're getting your money from the bank, you're getting your money from equity partners, all these uh, institutions you are saying to us, pretty much the, the fundamentals are, should be there. So one should not even bother going to them asking for money until and unless your business is ready. Yes, yes, yes.
2: Because you you know some of these DFIs in the olden days they would um, they, they, they would they, they would put up their loan to the to the to the to the loanee and um, they wouldn't they wouldn't monitor him over the over the, the first 15 or 16 months or something like that. In some cases they would give them what we call a, a repayment holiday. They would say, "Okay, don't bother repaying this this thing from the first month. Uh, we'll talk to you again in 12 months." only to find that on the 15th or the 13th month the business has off ramped from the fundamental uh, uh, issue of of, of a business of a business plan and people bought all sorts of things
1: with with the money that was supposed to run the cars and fancy houses and champagne yeah yeah, on that note let's take a break we'll come back in a second
0: this is Beyond Mentorship with Dr. Nimrod Mbele is brought to you with the compliments of Plus94 Research, the science of decision making.
1: Welcome back as we gravitate towards the end of the show. I certainly hope uh, you th- there's there's food for thought. I welcome your thoughts. Uh, our SMS line is 3459. The telegram is uh, it's 061-895. And, of course, your views and thoughts are most welcome via my Twitter handle, which is Dr. Mbele. Uh, and I'm joined by Zita Dube, who's the CEO at Zikortha and Associates. Um, Zita, as we wrap up the show, um, we have to obviously include the element of mentorship. Uh, because, as the, as, the, as the saying goes, it takes a village to raise a child. In the con- in, in context of a business... Uh, mentors are those villagers that needs to mold a person a business to up to a point where it is it is successful it has been protected It has been nurtured. how important is is mentorship from where you're sitting I know you've mentored quite a few businesses take us mm. through those that have been successful and what were those elements that made them to be successful
2: one uh, young man I met a few years ago, uh, friends to his father, he approached me and he wanted to know about uh, financial services. I took, me, I took him to, to the nitty gritties of the type of business. And I was so happy that after seven, eight years, he's been promoted to run uh, the, 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 the private bank, a private bank department of a very huge bank. I'm so happy about that, that 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 thing, and the father came back to me and said, "Look, uh, saying what, exactly what you're saying, uh, men, mentorship and and uh, looking at these guys when whilst growing, is the responsibility of the village in which they, they grow they, they 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 get raised." And I was part of that type of village. So um, with regard to my involvement at Black Business Council, I speak to these, I speak to these SMEs uh periodically i show them the way to do things um what what happens with with this type of setup is that um a a um an influential person from the soes or from some from, from other types of businesses will come and do uh present will come and do a presentation on 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 what opportunities are in this company uh, through what you call a round table but then um because the sme smes are still um, we have a problem with their, with their bankability and they're all sort of uh, not of not being compliant. Uh, I always advise them to go with the big brother out there. if there's a big company that can that can do some uh, little way of, of of involving these people. I sit in between the two groups and try and get some sort of um, leeway for these guys to get involved because it's the only way that these guys can grow grow their businesses and grow
1: their scope but you know there are there are, there are very few big brothers uh, out there uh, I would imagine because it also the assumption is that uh, someone who's in Alexander who's in Soweto uh, who's in Kaka uh, who's in Naval have access to these uh, big brothers um, y- your take because obviously one has to open their minds and network as much as possible in instances where there, there isn't. How do we leapfrog those challenges? Uh, because there are a lot of uh, smart people who've got, you know, brilliant ideas, business ideas. Yeah. They just need a mentor. How do how do yeah. they go past that particular issue?
2: Look, if 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 I had the will, if I I have the will, if I had the the opportunity to to um, to establish entrepreneurship schools, I would. There's a whole lot of. Uh, Schools in the townships that are lingering and doing that they are they, not occupied yet because they are not occupied because most um, most 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 of our children uh, are doing school in, in the in the in the in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. There are schools where, which can be used to 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 teach people and empower people on entrepreneurship, because it's lack like it's it comes to lack of knowledge on on how to conduct one's business, businesses that flop. It's all about if the market is there, if the demand demand is there, a business that flops, it's all about mismanagement of business, nothing else. Those four things that I spoke about, the working capital management, that's the cause of the many, many, many issues that we see in in business rescue and turnaround management. We find those types of of, of issues
1: there. You raise a very important point about um, empty spaces in a township. You know, so you're saying there are prospects of converting those into incubators uh, in business incubators because this is how most people can actually learn learn by doing
2: yeah I think that's where the cities must get involved to say look um, the doers of this work and conduct this bring us the numbers and see, let's see how feasible this is and uh, see how we can teach these guys to approach the, the business from that type of point I mean the the government is pushing a uh, township economy I think there should be something that Gives this oak, gives these oak, oak, people uh, traction into into the into the type of space.
1: Absolutely, because we all know that all the businesses that have had the privilege of being incubated, the success rates are quite high. Uh, so, from where you're sitting, you need more and more incubation centres deployed in areas where they can be accessible by ordinary folks in the township. Am I correct yes. to assume that mm.
2: way? Yes. 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 You're, you're correct.
1: All right. Unfortunately, we've run out of time. Thank you very much for gracing Beyond Mentorship with your present. Yeah. Okay, you're welcome. You're welcome, Dr. Mbele. Thank you very much. There we go. That was Zita Dube, who is the CEO and founder of Zigota and Associate, giving us practical insights on how to navigate a very complex uh, business environment. I certainly hope it has made a lot of sense to you and uh, some issues have been clarified. Uh, as we as we reflect i mean you need to make sure that your business is bankable you need to make sure that the business concept is scalable you need to make sure that your business is has a social impact so these are the big ticket items which everybody n- looks at so again you must make sure that you have sufficient research to to back up any claim that you have because research into who are your competitors and what is unique about your business your location of your business, your pricing models. These are all important things that a mentor can help you decipher. A mentor can help you thresh them out so that when you meet a would be business a would-be financier, you are pretty much clear on how to how to take that step further. Unfortunately, to come to Levitate, we have run out of time. It
0: has been absolutely beautiful to have you. Once again, uh, let's do this again next week, Shalom.